Hello, America. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. The administration still is insisting that they've they've only got a couple of hundred people uh, that are American citizens that want to get out uh, to get out. They haven't left anybody behind, um, even though last week they said there was about 15,000 Americans um, that are in Afghanistan. And today they say that they've only rescued about 6,000 American citizens in Afghanistan, which kind of, I don't know, common core math, I I don't know how many uh, would be left behind, you know, if there were 15,000 people there, but it's probably 100 to 200. Does that work for common? I'll show you my math later. Uh, Why did we leave and what are the consequences? Well, one of them is China growing ever stronger. We are joined by Josh Rogan, who is probably one of the more important voices, I think, in the world today. China's interest in Afghanistan. We go there in 60 seconds. Stand by. The Glenn Beck Program. Margaret lives in Pennsylvania. She's in pretty serious bind for a number of years. She suffered from pain in her feet so bad she could barely walk at all. A lot of the time, she found herself finding ways to avoid walking pain was so bad when she heard about relief factor she of course was skeptical i was too a lot of things hadn't worked but she didn't have anything to lose she figured i got 20 bucks might as well roll the dice she gave it a try well you know the old story just after a few weeks of taking relief factor her pain began to go away these days she's walking again pain free thanks to relief factor margaret got her life back using relief factor i did as well will you 70% of the people who try Relief Factor for three weeks go on to buy more month after month. Now, why would you do that? They say after three weeks, if you're not feeling any effects on this, it's not going to work for you. So stop taking it. 70% of the people, it seems to work. ReliefFactor.com, 800-583-84. It's ReliefFactor.com, 800-583-84. Get your life back now. Josh Rogan, he's the author of Chaos Under Heaven. Uh, We just did a podcast together, I think a couple of three weeks ago. Uh, It is a must-watch podcast. Uh, You will learn so much from uh, Josh. And he joins us again today. Uh, He is a columnist, and don't hold this against him, for the Washington Post. (laughs) Hi, Josh. How are you? Great to be back with you, Glenn. So I am, uh, you know, I'm wondering... Uh, well, first, let's let's start with let's start with the simple stuff. The big winner here seems to be China. Uh, they are they are now looking to build new roads across parts of uh, of Afghanistan. They are looking at their their mineral mineral reserve, uh, which is enormous. Uh, their lithium reserve. Tell me about the big winner here in Afghanistan. Right, Glenn. Well, you know, there are lots of different angles to this debacle we're seeing unfold in Afghanistan, just a disaster for American credibility and standing all over the world. But and uh, I tried the way I look at it is that not everything in the world is related to China, but the competition with China actually plays out all over the globe in every part of it, and especially in uh, Southwest Asia. And I think this really gives us gives China an advantage over us in several, several different ways. First of all, let's just 
talk about the, 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 the big picture, right? That you, Joe Biden, our president, internationalist president, was supposed to bring America back. He was supposed to be proving that democracies can defeat autocracies. He was supposed to be convincing the rest of our allies to come along on this project of building or restoring or repairing, whatever you like to call it, the international global world order, which is his entire plan for countering the rise of the Chinese Communist Party and the threat that it poses to our way of life. And boom, right out of the bat, he's losing democracies left and right. It's not just Afghanistan. Look at Myanmar, look at Nicaragua, look at, I don't know, uh, Tunisia, you know, all over the world in eight months, autocracy is on the march. And if you're in any country that's sort of on the border between sort of, you know, a struggling country that's trying to do better, that's trying to lift itself out of suffering and tyranny. And you look at that, you have to say that like uh, America walks, talks the talk, but doesn't walk the walk. And so that's the big that's the big picture here is that the big Chinese Communist Party argument has always been that democracy doesn't work. It's too messy. Once you give people freedom, they use it to you know produce fake news and all these things that we believe in like, uh, you know, human rights and the rule of law are all just sham. That's what Xi Jinping wrote in a, a thing called Document Number 9, which is in my book, Chaos Under Heaven. It explains that his entire theory of the case is that the democracy and open and free societies don't work, okay? And that it's much better just to have a thuggish dictatorship, even though you might not like what it does all the time. Well, you'll have more stability and safety. And that's what we're proving by handing over this country to a thuggish dictatorship. And that doesn't even get you to the minerals and the diplomatic, you know, uh, 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 power that we've yielded to Beijing and the fact that we threw our allies under the bus, and we abandoned our local partners and who around the world is going to want to work with us again and who around the world is going to believe us again when we go into some place and say, hey, we can make your lives better hmm. and uh, we're going to stick it out because we believe in these things that we profess to believe in. And but now China can go around the world and say, no, 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 that'll work for a little while until they get tired of you. And that's what they're saying to Israel and Taiwan and everyone else. So, Josh, um, you said that um, President Xi is is looking at uh, a world and saying autocracies work, uh, democracies don't. Well, I would posit to you that that is the belief of Joe Biden or at least those around him. As he said before to the press, um, uh, to the select press, the approved press, right before his, I guess you would call it a State of the Union speech, he said, you know, the jury's out on this. And that's our that's that's our quest to find out if a democracy like ours can exist and uh, and actually hold its own against these autocracies. And I honestly believe he thinks that we can't it's i mean it's the great reset that is that is the whole idea of build back better that you do have to take some of these rights away from people to be able to compete against china this is exactly what we went through with the progressives in the 1920s and 1930s and 40s same thing well listen you know i think there's there, there, there are similarities that you could draw Glenn, but i think we should kind of avoid wrapping, uh, you know, our battle with tyranny at the Chinese Communist Party into our own domestic politics. You and I have talked about this a lot, right? We can, yes, there are uh, 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 through lines, right, about, you know, government power and our, our ability to affect, you know, uh, 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 to speak freely in our own society, but it's not the same. We shouldn't draw... Oh, I know. I'm not saying it is the same. I, I'm, not, I'm not saying that. I'm saying that their view of 
a free republic like we have constitutionally that the left's idea of a free republic uh they don't necessarily believe in it either uh you know xi jinping he is you know he's 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 to the extreme of that but they're on the same road they don't think that we can compete they think this is an old outdated model you know, I think there is something to that. They, they're, they, you know, you, you can't just preach democracy. You have to actually implement it at home. And I do think that, you know, the way the Biden administration is going is that you have to conclude that they think that America's in decline and they're trying to manage that decline. Right. Now, what I say is that doesn't have to be the case. Now, if you're of the that's sort of how Obama thought of it, too. Right. He's like, oh, well, you know, it's just inevitable that these other countries are going to become so much more powerful than us. We should just manage our decline and hand off global responsibility. The problem with that, of course, is that when America withdraws, it's the bad guys who take over. It's like the worst actors, the strongest people, like the whoever is new at the zoo with all the guns and the money. In this case, the Taliban who fills that void. So, yeah, I, you know, I, I hear what you're saying. I agree with what you're saying. But at the same time, it, it, that they it's not over yet. Like, right. We have to fight against that, both at home and abroad, because if it is the same fight, as you say, then, you know, we can't afford to lose either one. We can't afford to take our eye off either ball. Uh, I talked to Nigel Farage yesterday, and uh, we've talked to some people over uh, overseas in many different countries of our allies, and they all pretty much say the same thing. Uh, we don't we don't trust you anymore. What, what is the effect of that on, on well, the I average mean, American citizen? Why should they care about that? You know, if Joe Biden came to power criticizing for alienating allies, right? That was his old pitch, right? America's alone. America first means America alone. And here we are in the first eight months, and he's done as much to alienate allies as anyone else. And the reason that that affects all Americans, because if you're bought into this idea that, you know, America should, you know, uh, work with like-minded countries on all these projects, well, then we actually have to do it. We actually have to uh, uh, put our money where our mouth is. And then if we can't get these countries on board, especially with regard to the China competition, well, then that's a big problem. If, you know, it's one thing to lose Afghanistan to China. It's another thing to lose Europe. And that's sort of what we're staring at, is that you've got all these countries that should be on our side, and by our side, and not, I don't mean America's side, I mean on the side of the things that we believe in, on the, the side of freedom and democracy in the West, and yeah. free and open societies, and justice, right. and, you know, and, and human dignity, right, and, and, and individual rights, right, the same things that you're talking about in our domestic debate. You have pools of those people in all of these European countries, but, you know, if they're watching their own people uh, get killed in Afghanistan due to our incompetence, well, then next time we go and ask them for help or tell them that they can trust us, of course they're not going to believe us. So, again, not everything is related to China, but it is, in a way, undermining our ability to do exactly what Biden said he wants to do. And that's really the big problem is that what they're saying and what we see on our TV screens are two, two, two totally different things. You can't really undermine trust more than that. I mean, I, we just spent three weeks. Even I mean, look at all the Democrats who are watching their TV screens, you know, calling everybody they know in the administration to beg them to get their friends and family out of the, uh, this crazy, ugly, dystopian situation and failing because the State Department and the Biden administration was so discobulated, so screwed up, just a mess. That's what I saw for the last 19 days, a total disaster, the avoidable disaster, predictable disaster, where real people died because of the incompetence, not ideology, it's just the sheer incompetence of this administration. And that's what the world sees, too. 
So they could, they might even believe that Joe Biden believes what he says. But if they don't think he has the basic competence to pull it off, then why would they bet their countries on it? Wouldn't make any sense. I talked to somebody um, yesterday who um, was the chief of staff for a major allies um, uh, prime minister. And he happened to be friends of the prime minister of, uh, I want to say it's Albania. I, I think I have that right. Albania. Um, last week when I was in the Middle East, Albania w- was taking uh, Christian ref- refugees. It's a great place for Christian refugees to go. Um, and uh, they had no problem taking it. The State Department called uh, the Albanian government and said, at the last minute, do not take any of these. And I asked, I asked this former aide who was speaking to the head of Albania, I think this prime minister, um, and I said, did he give you any indication on why that happened? And he said, no, he thought it was very bizarre, and so do I. And they wouldn't assign a a motive to it, but uh, that's not incompetence. What is that? Well, it's partially incompetence, but I've heard... First of all, Glenn, that's a horrible, horrible story uh, that I've needs to be reported out and talked several about. Of them. And, I hope, and, and, and so do I. And that's why I say it's, a, it's, it's shocking but not surprising because I've been dealing with stories like this for the last three weeks, like almost everybody else in Washington has, and all, they all go the same way. The State Department told us we were on our own, so we, made, we lifted heaven and, and earth to make arrangements to get our people out, and then the State Department screwed it up at the last minute. Yeah. And why is that going on? Because at, in the middle of this mess, they start the administration continued to make bad decisions on top of bad decisions. And in the end, they were looking out for their political interests and their political interests were to, first of all, make sure they don't get blamed for any of this stuff, which is not going to happen. And second of all, to get out the people that they cared about most. So when it, when push came to shove and they decided that they weren't going to extend the deadline again for no other reason than the political reason, uh, they immediately started to tell everyone, forget about your people, we're going to get our people, our locally employed staff, and um, also Americans and green card holders, but really only the Afghans that the State Department wanted to be able to say, we saved these guys. And so everyone who had been working for two or three weeks to get their own friends and family out, equally deserving Afghans who had done equally heroic things, uh, they just got pushed aside because, uh, you know, that's the way that things were going. So yeah, it is a mix of political gamesmanship and a mix of incompetence uh, all rolled into one. It's a perfect storm of, of idiocy uh, that has cost people's lives, lots of people's lives. And we'll continue to do so because of the thousands we left behind. I think um, it's the first time I've ever said this. I think calling um, uh, people idiots for this is the kindest <laughs> word uh, you could possibly yeah use this is a family show and i'm trying to you know i know go ahead that you have very but but i heard what you said before i came on about you know american citizens and you know whether the numbers are right the numbers are all screwed up and you know they won't even tell you how they came to these 123,400 million whatever it's all bs but what's really insidious about that is that they want you to focus on the statistics so that you will be distracted from the stories from the anecdotes from the human suffering, right? Because I was dealing with American citizens who went through hell every day, walking up to those gates with all of the documentation, either getting turned away by the Taliban. If they get past the Taliban, they got turned away by the Turks. If they get past the Turks, 
They got turned away by U.S. Marines, okay? This happened many, many times. Many, many reporters have already reported it. So don't sit there and tell me you did everything you could because the least you could have done was design a system that wasn't this totally, totally screwed up. Josh, thank you so much. Um, As always, it's a pleasure to talk to you. Um, He's the author of Chaos Under Heaven. Uh, He is probably, I think, the the leading voice on uh, China and where they're going and what it all means uh, and has a good head on his shoulders. Um, Columnist for The Washington Post, Chaos Under Heaven, Josh Rogan. Thank you so much, Josh. People all over America are discovering what a joy it is to cook on a rec tech. They're talking about it on social media with everything from pro tips to reviews to recipes for just about anything that you would want uh, about cooking on your rec tech. And quite a few things that you wouldn't have thought of. The rec tech community is alive and vibrant with energy. And I mean, it makes sense. They're excited, just like you'll be when you get one. Uh, the absolute top name in modern grilling is rec tech. It's a smart grill. It has smart grill technology. It is built like a rock, a hopper full of heat and delicious wood smoke. The Rectech stands head and shoulders above the competition. I urge you, don't take my word for it. AB Compare, you will not find anything, anything that stands up to a Rectech, at least in my opinion. I think it's amazing Rectech. follow them on all social media sign up for their newsletter Rectech with a q at the end r-e-c-t-e-q.com that's Rectech. r-e-c-t-e-q.com 10 seconds station id So I want to talk to you a little bit about um, incompetence and impeachability. Incompetence is not an impeachable offense. If it was, uh, I mean, we would have swapped, you know, presidents like we, you know, like like we were Great Britain and the way they swept uh, prime ministers. And President Biden probably would have been removed uh, at least at least as early as last week with the incompetence in Afghanistan. But. The founders set a very high bar for impeachment for a president to be removed from office. He or she must be convicted by the Senate of treason, hmm, bribery, huh, or other high crimes and misdemeanors. And, of course, endless academic debate about what you know qualifies as a high crime or a misdemeanor, yada, 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 yada. Okay. I will tell you that there is this move to impeach Joe Biden and you can't impeach him because he sucks at his job. However, at least a misdemeanor. If you set aside the horrific deaths of 13 U.S. soldiers, and I don't know how you set that aside, but just for the sake of argument, let's say you can. There's a small matter of fortifying an estimated $10 billion worth of military vehicles, weapons, and equipment to the Taliban. The Taliban now controls over 150 U.S. aircraft, including four C-130 transport planes, 45 Black Hawk helicopters, an estimated 600,000 automatic rifles, 2,000 armored vehicles, 16,000 night vision goggles, 
the Blackhawk helicopters we left behind cost you and me, the taxpayer, $945 million alone. Now, just a reminder, two years ago, less than two years ago, Trump was impeached by the House over a single phone call with the president of Ukraine about the timing of military aid to the Ukraine and about Ukraine's request to purchase some Javelin defense missiles. How much military aid? $391 million. Now, I'm no mathematician and I don't I don't know Common Core, but $391 million is peanuts compared to $10 billion. And Ukraine is an ally. Now, I want to make the case for impeachment, and we're going to talk to somebody uh, who is actually pushing for impeachment. She's a Republican from Colorado, Lauren Boebert. She's on with us, calling on Biden to resign and calling for impeachment proceedings to begin. Does she have a case? We'll find out from her next. This is the Glenn Beck Program. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. So right now, home values are still rising. People all over America have suddenly become equity rich over the last year. It's not great that the housing market is actually like a roller coaster ride to hell, but it doesn't mean that there aren't any silver linings to be had for the average homeowner, especially if you're fiscally responsible. If that's you, I want you to take a little time out of your day today and give American Financing a call. It might be time to reconsider a cash-out refi of your mortgage. Pay off your high-interest debt faster or fund a home improvement that's going to add even more equity to your home. Or maybe pay off that college tuition that's been hanging over your head. Whatever it is that you need, American Financing is the one that can help you get there. We're talking about your money from your investment. Why wouldn't you make it work for you the best it possibly could? Call American Financing. They've been helping people like you do just that for over 20 years. American Financing, 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440. It's AmericanFinancing.net. Miss a minute, miss a lot. Don't forget this show is available to podcast every single day, wherever you get your podcasts, as, long, as well as Studios America. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. This is the Glenn Beck Program. There's a lot of talk of impeachment uh, going around, but I don't think Nancy Pelosi is is going to go along with it. However, should should our president be impeached? Uh, you can't impeach him for incompetence, although it's a political thing. I guess you could impeach for any reason, but I would like to make a real one. Remember, the Ukraine, that, that was all about the timing of military aid to Ukraine and the request of the Ukraine to purchase some Javelin defense missiles, $391 million. Well, we've just handed the Taliban, not an ally, $10 billion. $10 billion. During Trump's impeachment trial, the left said that Trump delaying military aid to Ukraine was cruel and dangerous to American national security. Well, what about the problems 
that have now been caused by President Biden that have directly led to Taliban controlling billions of dollars of the highest attack we have. Based on harm to the United States over the last two weeks alone, the damage done to the relationship and the trust with our allies, the outrageous waste and fleecing of American taxpayers, giving the Taliban a list of names to, of U.S. citizens and Afghani allies, not to mention the loss of American lives last Thursday, which is more impeachable? One phone call by the president or President Biden's Afghanistan meltdown this is why congressional democrats should have checked themselves before they wrecked themselves lowering the impeachment bar so far because biden is soaring over that bar now congresswoman lauren bobert is with us now she is uh the congressman from uh, colorado she's calling on biden to resign and calling for impeachment proceedings to begin uh, to begin congresswoman welcome to the program Thanks so much, Glenn. It's wonderful to be on uh, with you today. And um, I, I really do just want to stop and thank you and your listeners. And thank you to Kenneth Copeland Ministries and the Nazarene Fund. What y'all did actually going to Afghanistan and rescuing over 5,000 endangered Christians is nothing but miraculous. Well, thank uh, you. That, that's the American spirit right there. And that's American exceptionalism. Yeah. And that's the kindness and charity that we've been called to as Christians. So yes. thank you. Thank you. That is, uh, it's, it's an exceptional audience. Um, this audience is incredible, just incredible. I think the best in, in the nation, uh, perhaps ever assembled on radio. Anyway, um, let's talk a little bit about your call for impeachment. What are you basing it on? Well, there's uh, there's certainly a lot that uh, Joe Biden has uh, done as a dereliction of duty. He has um, not fulfilled his oath of office as uh, as president of the United States and commander in chief. Um, you know, I, I saw what you had to say while while you were over there. And, and look, you're absolutely right. There has been no leadership on this issue, no leadership in protecting uh, endangered Americans, endangered Christians, no leadership in protecting our troops or our equipment. And and no accountability even for now the Taliban who's flying our Black Hawk helicopters with uh, seemingly uh, public hangings from them. Yes. No leadership is getting our citizens out. And I, I'm sure your listeners have heard that the last U.S. flight left Kabul yesterday and many Americans are still stranded in Afghanistan. That is unacceptable and that is infuriating. Where is the accountability? So far there's only been one resignation because of this mess and it it came from uh, Lieutenant Colonel Stuart Scheller, who resigned because he could no longer serve in a military run by such buffoons. And look at the track record of our so-called commander-in-chief and his re regime. $85 billion in state-of-the-art military equipment has been handed over to terrorists. This so-called commander-in-chief has been taking orders from terrorists. They stranded Americans with no way to get home. They took orders uh, from the tele Taliban and directed our soldiers to clean the airport for these killers. And they allowed 13 of our brave men and women to be killed. Joe Biden needs to be resigned. He needs to resign. He needs to be removed. His military 
military advisors who's shown that they are more focused on wokeness than winning need to resign. And if Joe Biden refuses to do that, then all options are on the table. That could mean the 25th Amendment and he could go home and take his nap and eat his applesauce, or that very well could mean impeachment. And my office is working on that exactly. The incompetence of this regime is a national security threat. And myself and many members of the House Freedom Caucus are going to take a stand. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm glad to hear you say that. Uh, what are the odds with Nancy Pelosi and uh, the Democrats in charge? What are the odds that you could actually move this forward? Glenn, I am calling on just a handful of Democrats to take a stand against the Speaker of the House. I am in Washington, D.C. right now demanding that members come back to Washington. If we could be called back into session from our recess to start the process of spending trillions and trillions of dollars unnecessarily, we certainly can be called back into session for this. I need Democrats to take a stand and show that they are not under the complete control of Speaker Pelosi. Uh, we have to put pressure on them. Uh, we have to put pressure on Republicans right now. Uh, I see primaries in the future of any Republican who does not call for action right now. The American people want something done. They're tired of politicians just talking about what needs to happen. They need action behind those words, and we have to be the ones who are doing it. And that's why I'm in Washington, D.C. right now, saying it is worth being here to stop this madness and hold this regime accountable. So what can my audience do to help you? Everyone needs to be putting pressure on their members of Congress. We need the Congress to come together. We always hear about Democrats saying the Republicans won't work for them. Well, this is their opportunity to work with us, to work with us to make sure that America remains an exceptional nation, remains a free nation, remains uh, the strongest military force in the world who doesn't just give over their equipment to terrorists, to their enemies, and, and fund the opposite side of a war. We need them to come together with us and say there has to be accountability. Now, now think about it, Glenn. When, uh, when our servicemen and women leave equipment behind, whether that's night vision goggles or any, any piece of equipment uh, that, that they have in their possession, they are held personally liable, whether that's uh, monetarily or they are demoted and they have a lesser rank. What is happening to Miley right now? What is happening to Austin right now? Where is the accountability for all of the $85 billion in equipment that has been left behind? I need just a handful of Democrats to step up and say, we are not going to stand for this. If they can uh, impeach President Trump over a perfect phone call and a perfect speech, uh, certainly they can take a stand against this and, and show that they still have some dignity for this nation. I will tell you that, um, you know, if we had if we had Marines, soldiers, airmen uh, that were as brave as one was last week, if we had one of those yes. per day, that would mount quickly. Uh, it wouldn't take more than 20 that had real uh, sets on them and and was willing to walk away and i know the american people would take care of those people um and if they would just walk away and say i can't do this because the upper brass has yeah. defiled and disgraced everything we stand for 
if just 20 people would do it at once a day, one person a day, it would start to add up. But you've got just one guy and uh, and it made a big splash. But there it's it's not going to change anything. One guy alone won't mm-hmm. change. He can inspire right. others. But where are the others? I, I certainly hope uh, that Lieutenant Colonel uh, Stuart Scheller is inspiring others to do the Me same. Too. And I want him and others to know that we have their back. I have legislation that is being drafted in my office to reinstate his benefits. Uh, so he does not Good. lose that from the time that he served our our country. And uh, so I want other people to know we absolutely have your back. Um, and we can certainly get this started while Republicans are in the minority. Uh, but we will have the majority in 2022. And there will be a day of reckoning. So all of these people who are are worried about taking a stand right now know that we have you. Let me ask you one last question. Have you thought about Kamala Harris as president? (laughs) Does it get any better? Uh, so, of course, that is uh, the number one question. When you start think- thinking about impeachment and, and discussing that, you start going down the list. Well, do we really want President Harris? Do we really want President Pelosi? Um, she certainly has uh, shown what she does with the People's House here in Washington, D.C. I can imagine what she would do with the White House. So I have legislation uh, that will be introduced uh, in impeaching both Biden and Harris, and Nancy Pelosi can follow them out the freaking door. Um, she certainly needs to be held accountable for this as well. And um, we have called, as uh, the Freedom Caucus, we have called on Leader McCarthy um, to introduce uh, a, a resolution to vacate the chair. Holy cow. Uh, has that been done before? Um, I, I don't know if that's actually been done, um, but this is something that we are pursuing because this is uh, serious. This is uh, a national security threat at this point to have this kind of leadership in America. And so everyone needs to be held accountable. We're not just stopping with sleepy, sluggish Joe. We're going down to uh, absent Harris and uh, and Pelosi as well. Um, we absolutely need to vacate the chair. Think about it, Glenn. Nancy Pelosi would not be Speaker of the House right now if she hadn't built a plexiglass penalty box for COVID positive members of Congress to vote her in as Speaker of the House. They only have a five-person majority right now, and she built a, uh, a, a, a box in the House chambers so COVID-positive members can come into this building with COVID and vote for her as Speaker of the House. She has a very slim majority, and she needs to be removed as Speaker. She needs to be removed from the chair, and we need to have actual leadership in place here. Mm. Uh, well, I, uh, I appreciate, I appreciate your, uh, willingness to stand. I've, I loved it. I mean, you still own the, uh, you still own the bar, right? Uh, yeah. So in my restaurant, and oh, rifles, restaurant. Yes, yeah, Shooter's sorry. Grill. Sorry. Yes. Yeah. Shooter's grill. Uh, I, I loved you when you first came out and I love the fact that you are still as spirited as you were, uh, then thank you for keeping an eye on them. Uh, let us know when we can, we can help. Thank you so much. Thanks so much, Glenn. You bet. That was uh, <laughs> that was uh, Congressman uh, Lauren Boebert uh, from uh, Colorado. All right, let me tell you about the uh, Tuttle twins. Back to school, new teachers, new friends, new indoctrination. Yeah, it's going to be great stuff. Like 
how there are 33 genders. Marxism is great. God is dead. Of course, everything sucks because of democracy, but capitalism is the real problem. That and white racism. Ah, to be young and in school again. Unfortunately, this is the stuff that's taught all over the country right now. By the way, did you see the Daily Wire just put out a list of all of the teachers in the country that have said, I'm going to teach it anyway. Mm, that's a good idea. Look at see if your see if some of your teachers are on that list. It's remarkable. Just remarkable. Anyway, um, the one thing you can do to push back is to make sure your kids have good stuff put into their heads as well. Um, members of this family are uh, members of uh, this staff and of this audience are now reading to their kids uh, the 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 best series I have found to teach liberty fundamentals, uh, to teach how the free market works. All of the things that, you know, most of us don't even know. And you can learn it with your kids. And I mean, little kids as well. Tuttle Twins. The Tuttle Twins books can be found now at TuttleTwinsBeck.com. They tell it all in a story form and your kids will love it. It's 35% off now. They'll throw in all the activity books for free. Buy them for your kids and your grandkids. It's TuttleTwinsBeck.com. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Get 35% off today. This is the Glenn Beck program. One of our uh, congressional nerds uh, here at the uh, at the place said, I-, I think the evacuation of the chair is what led to Boehner uh, leaving. Uh, Mark uh, Meadows, Meadows yeah. uh, did that in 2015. Right. Which was it would I don't think it necessarily went through all the way, but it was one of the reasons he was forced out. Basically also happened. They attempted in March 1910. Uh, House members launched a surprise bid to unseat uh, autocratic speaker Joe Cannon, according to House Historical Records. After a marathon two-day session, Cannon himself forced the issue to a vote by moving to declare the chair vacant. Cannon's motion failed, and he kept the speakership, essentially winning by losing, but his power was sharply diminished. Obviously, just like everything else in the government, it makes total sense. Right. Right. I mean, if you didn't understand what I just said, I I can't help you. Uh, you, what do you mean you don't understand you can win by losing? <laughs> Hello? <laughs> uh, such a bizarre place. Uh, but, I mean, anything to take power away from Nancy Pelosi. Honestly, the biggest, uh, the best argument, because I've been saying this too, like Joe Biden is really bad, but I don't want Kamala Harris as president. The best argument for actual removal of Joe Biden right now is they would lose the Senate. Because you would move yeah. Kamala Harris into the presidency with a vacated vice presidential seat. They would have to confirm a vice president in the Senate, which is a 50-50 chamber with no tie-breaking vote because there's no current vice president. So the Republicans could stop the Democrats from holding the Senate. No, stop it. Mitt Romney is there. <laughs> You know, one of them would be like, oh, I just think that we have. Of course, I would say if I'm Kamala Harris, I do not want a situation where the next in line for the presidency is Nancy Pelosi. No, I do not want that situation. No, No, thank you. I I would live in a Kevlar box. I also don't want somebody competent behind me either. No. You know what I mean? No. It needs to be a clown, but not Nancy Pelosi. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) This is weird. When does 22 arrive? Is that soon? Banana Don't you dare say. Oh, I can't be worse than this No, I'm saying there's at least an election there. Don't even say it.